The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. We appreciate you joining us this morning. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina. I'm the editor at SonsLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God, and good morning to all the boat rockers in the chat this morning. I can't get on Facebook because I'm I'm trying not to eat up source uh, resources. And um, <clears throat> when you, if you haven't noticed, <laughs> you open up a Facebook page and it jumps your memory by like a gigabyte. Really, literally, it, that's what it does. So I'm trying to reserve that until we get things hopefully squared away today uh, with the new stuff that's coming in. Um, I'm hoping that we get that squared away, and tomorrow we're back in business. We're going to have Lynn on for Rotten of the Core, and I'm looking forward to that. So good morning, Brian, Kathy, and uh, Chris. We spoke late last night, so Chris is up early this morning with me. Uh, Ada and Eric and Natalie and Jennifer and Mr. Frosty. (laughs) Hi, kiddos. That sounds good. I like that. Uh, It makes me feel young because I got something saying that I guess if you're over 50 now, you are a senior citizen. (laughs) I didn't realize it had just come and gone so fast. Timothy, good to see you. CC, Jennifer, great to see you guys. And I know there's some other people on different pages, but I can't see you, and I can't see those particular things that go on there uh, due to the resources. I'll be sure to say good morning to everybody properly tomorrow if all this stuff falls into place. Now, let me just say this, and I'll get the formalities out of the way. If you got something on YouTube that said that has the same title as yesterday, it's because Restream, YouTube was the only one that didn't take the new thing, and it's way down the list, and I saw that it took in the other one, so I assumed, wrongly so, it took in YouTube. So I went in and changed it. If you refresh the page, you'll see the new, you'll see the new title, what we're talking about today, um, and it's not what we talked about yesterday. It'll tie into some of that, but it's not about what um, – yes, I can see you, Joy. Um, at least in the chat room, <laughs> that you're saying hello. So good morning, you guys. Sons of Liberty Radio, sonslibertymedia.com. Check us out there, Sons of Liberty Media, as well as my Twitter account, FPP Tim. Um, Facebook, Bradley Dean SOL, or YouTube channel, BD and Sons of Liberty. Before it's news.com and DLive.tv, you can catch us there at The Sons of Liberty. Um, all of those where you can see the video portion of the show for those who are, are not watching but you're listening by radio. And then Spreely Gab, Me, We Minds, and USA.Live, Sons of Liberty, Sons of Liberty Media is where you want to check us out. Hopefully we're going to have the phone lines open tomorrow, too. Uh, we bring Lynn on. And as always, Lynn, 
uh, is a crowd favorite. Why? Because she digs into all this stuff to expose what's really going on, not necessarily what they tell you is going on. Okay? And this is another issue. This is another issue. I was trying to find the video, and sometimes I have such a difficult time. And the reason I want to do it is because the American people need to be reminded of what we were promised. Okay? We were promised justice. In fact, the current occupant of the White House, President Trump, stood before Hillary Clinton and the people and said, this is what's going to happen. Remember, during the campaign, he had little names for everybody, right? Crooked Hillary. Now, why did he call her Crooked Hillary? Because he knew she was crooked. She was a criminal. Okay? Um, promised special prosecution for her. And here we are. He's asking for the vote again, and he's yet to fulfill that promise. Well, you don't understand, Tim. He had Jeff Sessions in there, and Jeff wasn't going to do anything. Well, he's got Bill Barr in there, and what do we have now? Nothing. We still have nothing. More investigations, but uh, the word is, Bill Barr let President Trump know he's not going to help him with his politis- using the DOJ as a political weapon against his political enemies. Now, is that what's going on here? It, 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 you know what? Love him or hate him about Donald Trump, he was done wrong. That's clear. Okay? He was done wrong in the whole surveilling and all that stuff Okay, by the previous administration of the usurper, Barack Hussein Obama, Satoru Sabarka. He was done wrong in that. Let's be fair about that. But now we get the report out that when it comes to the Russia investigation, <laughs> Barr says he's not wanting... Yeah, I think so, Eric. <laughs> think so. Trump doesn't want to commit suicide like Epstein. I, I agree. I agree. So Barr says he doesn't think that this is going to happen, that they're going to be investigating. I'm going to play you the clip in case you haven't heard it. They're going to be investigating former um, Vice President Joe Biden or former usurper Barack Hussein Obama, Satoru Sabarka. Uh, now, here's what the AP has to say, okay? Let me give you this. Whoops, I went to the wrong thing there. I want to give you the AP version of it. Attorney General William Barr said Monday that he did not expect an investigation of the origins of the FBI's Russia investigation to lead to criminal probes of either President Donald Trump's Democratic opponent, Joe Biden, or former um, <clears throat> usurper, Barack Obama. Yeah, I'm throwing it in there. I won't call him a president because he was never eligible, and everybody knows it. They, some people just don't want to say it. And if you ask me, Trump was... He was the guy who went in there. You want to talk about the controlled opposition. He was the guy that went in there when the book, you remember that? When the book by Jerome Corsi was about to come out, when the investigations and all the things from Arpaio and his team were set to come out, Trump was the guy who went in and said, oh, you know, show us the birth certificate. He did it ahead of the book. It was to basically kill the book and people wanting to look at it. You say, well, how do you know that? Well, I can tell you. Barack Hussein Obama Satoru Sabarka stuck a birth certificate on the website of the White House that was up there for all that time. And as soon as he did, everybody who had any... Look, I'm not even really tech savvy. I'm really not. I'm a one-man band here. 
And you might say, well, you're probably more tech savvy. Well, maybe, but I'm not really that tech savvy. And here's one of the things. Immediately after he did that, there was no challenge by Donald Trump on the validity of that birth certificate. And yet, people who use the programs um, for Adobe um, and other Photoshop kind of programs noticed all the layers that were put in with that. Now, if you scan that document, you're getting one layer, baby. And if you're going to add anything to it, those become other layers. This was It was so clear and so in your face that it was a fraud. And Donald Trump just dropped it. He did. That was his purpose to do, was to do that. Now, he offered money for records, which he never got, college records. But the point that I'm trying to make is this is how this, this, is how this has been played for some time now. So when we look to the AP, Associated Press, one of the things, here's their, here's their story. Trump has stated without evidence, without evidence. <laughs> oh, my goodness, without evidence. He believes Obama committed unspecified crimes as president. Yeah, well, I can give you very specific ones and evidence. Repeatedly tweeting Obamagate. The claims have become a rallying cry among Trump supporters, while Democrats view it as a desperate attempt to shift the focus from the president's handling of the coronavirus outbreak and the nation's soaring unemployment. Yeah, that may be some of the political things, um, no doubt about it, and it probably is a diversion to some extent. Well, yeah, that's interesting. David makes mentioned the Patriot Act allowed every American to be spied on, not just Trump. Well, David, the thing is, is that while the phony, fake, hoax impeachment was going on, Trump reauthorized the Patriot Act. Go figure that out. You see what I'm talking about, people? Talking out of both sides of your mouth. Not, not you, uh, David. I'm talking about Donald Trump. Talking out of both sides of his mouth. Barr, speaking Monday in an unrelated news conference and responding to a question about Trump's allegations, insisted that the Justice Department would not be swayed by political pressure to investigate the president's opponent and that the criminal justice system would not be used for partisan political ends. Right, Billy. (laughs) I'm going to give you some of his particle political ends here in just a moment. Barr's comments come as Democrats and some former law enforcement officials have accused the Attorney General of politicizing decisions and doing Trump's bidding at the Justice Department. The criticism was stepped up two weeks ago when the department moved to dismiss charges against Trump's former National Security Advisor, Michael Flynn, who had pleaded guilty to lying to the FBI. Now, let's listen to Billy Boy here, and let's see what he has to say. All right, this runs about 2 minutes, 15 seconds. Here it comes. As soon as the button comes. Because you know uh, I've commented uh, since I have been attorney general and and even during my confirmation hearings that over the past few decades uh, there have been increasing attempts to use the criminal justice system as a uh, political weapon. The legal tactic has been to gin up uh, allegations of criminality uh, by one's political opponents based uh, on the flimsiest of of legal theories. Uh, This is not a good development. This is not good for our political life, and it's not good for the criminal justice system. And as long as I'm attorney general, the criminal justice system will not be used for uh, partisan political ends. Liar. 
And this is especially true uh, for the upcoming elections in, in November. We cannot allow this process to be hijacked by efforts to drum up criminal investigations uh, of either candidate. And I'm committed that this election will be conducted without this kind of interference. Any effort to pursue an investigation of either candidate has to be approved by me. The Durham investigation is trying to get to the bottom of what happened, and it will determine whether there were any federal laws broken, and if there were, those who broke the laws uh, will be held to account. But this cannot be, and it will not be, a tit-for-tat exercise. We are not going to lower the standards just to achieve a result. As to President Obama and Vice President Biden, whatever their level of involvement, based on the information I have today, I don't expect Mr. Durham's work will lead to a criminal investigation of either man. Our concern over potential criminality is focused on others. <laughs> it's focused on others except for where the buck stops here. Now, I, I don't know why, and not to attack his appearance or anything, because people could attack my appearance. Okay? That's fine. And it's, an, it's a logical fallacy to do that. But I couldn't help but notice that Bill Barr would be the older version of the little kid from A Christmas Story. I, I don't know why he brings me to that thought when he's speaking. You know, it's kind of... Uh. <clears throat> but I'm going to give you some examples <clears throat> of where Bill Barr, his views are very politically oriented. And what I mean by that, every look, let's be honest. Everybody has a bias. The person that wrote this AP story has a bias. I have a bias. Don't come to the Sons of Liberty. Don't go to uh, my other sites. Don't, don't do that and read my stuff and say, Tim is an unbiased reporter. I had a friend who, who introduced me that way, and I said, no, that's not true. I am very biased. I'm very biased as much as I can be towards the law. Maybe not enough, but as much as I can be towards the law, toward a biblical worldview. That's what I want to be biased towards. And um, everybody is biased in one way or another. Everyone in the chat room, everybody listening by radio, you're biased. You just are. It's human nature to be that way. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. But we have Bill Barr who says that he is not... Uh, going to use the DOJ as a political weapon, and yet he supports red flag laws, of which he has offered states money to implement red flag laws. Your money. Your money to attack you with. Oh, well, Tim, it's the deep state doing that. Look, I, I'm not going to deny there's a deep state. I'm not going to deny there's a shadow government. I think there's both in place. But the fact of the matter is you were told Donnie Trump is so good. He's, he, he's huge. He could get it all done. He can do this, that, and the other. And he's there to drain the swamp. And yet <laughs> he puts people in office like this. In positions of authority that you didn't elect, the DOJ, uh, the the Attorney General is not elected here. They're appointed, and this is what I was talking about yesterday. When you're going to deal justice, you need some people who actually do that. William Barr is not your boy for that. 
He really isn't. You people hanging, uh, listening to Q, believing <clears throat> that Trump is going to, and the patriots, as one guy says, know every move, and they're just letting them do their thing. Well, if they know every move, why'd they let the coronavirus even in here? It, I mean, if it even is such a, what they're telling us. If it even is, if it is a reality, why did they let it in? Hmm? Why did they do it knowing that Americans are going to be saddled with over $8 trillion more debt than enslaves them from as a result of that? Why did they do that? Oh, Tim, you don't understand. They're, they're going to take down the Fed. Well, maybe, maybe not. But here's the question. What are they going to replace it with? I know you've been told gold standard. Don't believe it for a minute. Don't believe it for a minute. That's just, this is not how things are going. Okay? This is not how things are going. Now, I'm going to give you some examples of this. Um, of what's going on where we're talking about uh, particular things regarding Bill Barr, because this is coming out of the DOJ. We're not going to investigate Obama. We're not going to investigate Biden. Now, you've seen the evidence. These guys are involved. And if they're not involved, then they're completely incompetent about what's going on as a president and as a vice president. And I'll look, I'll grant to you, and I've said it before, because I've said it about Donald Trump. They're not God, even though some people think they are. They don't know everything that's going on. They can't possibly know everything that's going on with how big the government has got. And yes, a lot of that bigness has come from Republicans. You see, because the Republicans pushed the police state while the Democrats pushed the welfare state. You get it? Both of them are big government. It's just, what kind of government do you want? Do you want the full-on socialism or do you want the jackboot thug police state? Do you want the warfare state? Which one do you want? Because they'll both give them to you. And they'll fight each other over what they're going to do. You start increasing the welfare state? Well, when you do that, you start increasing criminality, which means you've got to build up the police state to kind of keep that in check. Whereas if we obey God's Ten Commandments, and that was actually pushed, you know, wouldn't it be nice that if a president came out and he called himself a Christian, that he actually said, hey, I'm going to have a nightly broadcast, and he's just going to go read the law of God. And then at the end, he's going to call people to repentance and give them the gospel of Jesus Christ. Wouldn't it be nice if a president came out and said, we're going to do that in the evenings, and in the mornings, I'm going to come out and I'm going to put it out, and what we're going to do is we're going to go through the Constitution, and we're going to do it every day that I'm in office so the people know what the law is and what God has said about it. That would be really nice, wouldn't it? That'd be really nice to have somebody who actually did that. But we haven't had that ever, as far as I know. Now, here's the thing. Do you remember Jeffrey Epstein? He's not in the news, is he? That is like the biggest story during Trump's presidency. I mean, that is the biggest story. It really is. How did Bill Barr deal with that. I mean, he was the guy who was going to be prosecuting, right? I mean, not 
specifically him, but he's the guy who's overseeing the prosecution of Jeffrey Epstein. And it took two guys out of Miami to go in and to find out the goods on Jeffrey Epstein. One of those guys is now dead. 50 years old. He's a year younger than me. Had a brief illness and just died. He was the guy who was the chief uh, investigator, detective in the matter, and he was found dead. And here we have a man who has ties to Israeli intelligence, has cameras all in his apartment, allegedly for using honeypots to blackmail, who knows, you know, company representatives, executives, politicians, all of this. Well, Tim, uh, Trump got got him out of there once he found out out, out of his place. And look, I've never said I've never said that Trump is a pedophile. I've never said that Trump um, engaged with young people, young girls, even though there were uh, there was a lawsuit against him um, that was eventually dropped. And we don't know why that is. Okay, I've never said any of that stuff. I want to be very, very careful in what I say here. What I'm saying is, though, that under Trump and Bill Barr, this man who had all these connections, Bill Clinton on his plane, I think Alan Dershowitz, who came out about saying, you don't even have a right to refuse a vaccine if the state says so, didn't cite the Constitution for it, by the way. And see, that's how you can tell whether somebody's telling you the truth or not. When these people come along and they say, well, it's constitutional. Okay, article, section, and clause. That's how we can settle constitutionality. Do you know that when you... I'll let uh, Colby, I'll let Bradley know that. I'm Tim, (laughs) but thank you. Um, Do you know that when you push the issue of law on people who want to be political... They will not cite to you the Constitution. Do you know that when the Supreme Court gives a ruling, they don't really cite the Constitution and they don't cite the Federalist Papers, which are the the foundation, really, for what you read in there, in the Constitution? In other words, whatever's written there was debated among the people of the day. Now, I've made it very clear. I'm an anti-Federalist. I think we ought to be decentralizing, not centralizing government. As soon as you start centralizing government, you are headed for a fall, and we see why that is. We see why that is. The federal government was designed to do certain things, and they were very limited in their scope. If you don't believe that, go and read your Constitution. Go and read the Federalist Papers. In fact, there are sometimes you can get ads where you can get the Federalist Papers, and there's another book they'll throw in for free. Usually it's like a writing of Thomas Jefferson or George Washington or someone. Four ninety five. I did that. Because they were hardback, they were nice books, and it's something I can put in my library that I can pass on to my kids. Go read what the founders said about the welfare state, about welfare, the general welfare. They didn't mean anything. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Colby. I appreciate that. (laughs) Um, They didn't say any of that stuff. So let me give you a few things. This is Jeffrey Epstein. All right. Now, I put this out in November of last year. 
Bill Barr is obviously covering for the deep state. Epstein died from a perfect storm of screw-ups. He is a cover-up artist for the deep state. This is what I wrote. He is not interested in the Constitution or doing what is right, and his loyalty is to the pa- in the past to getting FBI snipers who shot an unarmed woman that should be woman. That's See, I make typos, too, so I don't really focus on people's typos. <laughs> With babies, I need to uh, correct that, I guess. With babies in their arms, should have told you that, but you believed your president that he was a good guy, didn't you? And I'm talking about to the people who Donald Trump said himself he could shoot somebody in the middle of the street and they would still support him. That's who the people I'm talking about. Not you guys who may have some support for the president, and yet you you see the error of his ways and you'll call him out. I'm not talking about you guys. I'm talking about the lemmings, the, the worshipers, the state worshipers. Okay? Now he's providing cover for Jeffrey Epstein himself and those who... Allegedly, I should have put allegedly killed him because not only did Barr say that it was a quote unquote perfect storm of screw ups. No, Bill Barr is the screw up here that resulted in Epstein's death, but that the evidence shows he hanged himself. (laughs) This is what Bill Barr said. And again, this is where you insert Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself. You notice That is out of the news cycle. The biggest story in the Trump presidency that could bring down the most criminal politicians, executives, and the like is out of the news cycle. Why? Because Jeffrey Epstein is out of the news cycle. They don't want to talk about him. They don't want to hear your quote-unquote conspiracy theories. Folks, how many things have to happen before it becomes a mathematical improbability? Let me put it to you this way. There are tons of prophecies about the Messiah. Tons of them. Hundreds of years before he showed up on the scene. In the Old Testament, you can't rewrite it. It's there. It's just there. And the New Testament writers spell it out. And Jesus himself spells it out in the New Testament. What's the mathematical probability of that? It's like impossibility that that could happen unless it was known ahead of time. What is the mathematical probability that Jeffrey Epstein was killed in his jail cell rather than hung himself? I want you to think about the things that happened. He was taken off a suicide watch right out before that, or at least we're told that. Cameras in the, in the cell stopped functioning. I would guess everybody else's camera worked fine. We lost video from some of the cameras that were working. We have his cellmate moved out of his room. What, the day before or something like that? I, I can't remember. There's just so much information that goes through my mind. You can go back and look at it. I'm not trying to tell you the specifics. I'm trying to get you to think through what went on. And Bill Barr is the guy in charge of the people who are supposed to prosecute him. And they couldn't. They couldn't protect this guy to bring justice. They couldn't do that. This is Bill Barr, okay? Called it a perfect storm of screw-ups. No, you, sir, are the screw-up. 
This was a big witness against a lot of people that need to be taken out. And when I say taken out, they need to be dealt with like the treasonous traitors that they are. I'm not going to apologize for that. I believe they deserve a trial. Don't get me wrong. Here's what he told the AP. I can understand people who immediately, whose minds went to sort of the worst case scenario because it was a perfect storm of screw-ups. The worst case scenario, dude, you had him in a jail cell by himself with cameras in the room. And your boys let him, quote-unquote, off himself with a sheet and a bunk bed. (laughs) As though we're supposed to believe that nonsense. And I don't believe it. I don't believe it at all. Either Jeffrey Epstein was murdered in his cell, and I don't know who murdered him. I'm not going to sit here and say Hillary Clinton did it. I'm not going to say that. It's kind of funny to see the suggestions of that. But he was either murdered in his cell... Or he's still alive somewhere. And they got him out and they did all this thing. And people have done his ears and his nose. I'm not going to get into all of that. I don't have any expertise in that. I've I've seen the stuff on it. Um, I do know that when people die, there is, especially if it's from a trauma, there can be swollenness. So I'm I'm not going to sit here and try to justify all that stuff. What I'm saying is there's either one or two conclusions here. He's either dead because he was murdered or... He's alive and well, sipping his margaritas with some young senoritas somewhere on a beach in the world somewhere. Okay? And this administration didn't have the wherewithal to protect this guy so that he could testify. By the way, this administration, as I said yesterday, is the same administration that put in charge of the Labor Department, Mr. Alexander, who gave Epstein his sweetheart deal. I Just think about that for just a moment. And then the excuses that are made. If this were the Obama administration, those of you who are upset with me, you would call it out just like I'm calling it out. You would say, whoa, wait a minute. (laughs) Really? But you just eat it up because the guy who's on your side, or excuse me, the guy you support has an R on his jersey. Let's just get down to the brass tack. That is it. That is it. Okay? And this two-party system our founding fathers warned us about. They really did warn us about this. Let me give you a, a, cue of the, a, a few of the um, screw-ups that Bill Barr said happened. And you tell me whether this is logically true or not. Epstein being taken off suicide watch not long after a previous suicide attempt and shortly before his successful suicide. Or at least I should see, I should put this in there, alleged suicide. I, don't, I just don't buy any of it. I think we're being lied to day in and day out. By this administration, just like the previous administration. By the media, just like the previous media that was covering the administration then. Suggestions that the first attempt may have actually been an assault via attempted strangulation inflicted by someone else. Two security guards simultaneously... 
<laughs> falling asleep on the job when they were supposed to be checking on Epstein. Are those guys gone or do they still have their job? I mean, because I think they're supposed to check on them like every 30 minutes or something like that. They're falling asleep. Two of them. One of those guards not even being an actual security guard. Hmm, that's interesting. Security footage of two cameras outside Epstein's cell being unusable due to a mysterious technical glitch. Now, if you want to see any of this stuff I'm talking about, this will be up in the archive later this morning, and you'll be able to click on any of these red parts that you see on the screen. And you can see it. Okay? You can do it. You can check it out yourself. I th- Don't just take my word for it. Look and see and then ask yourself, is this really possible? Or was it planned? At least eight Bureau of Prisons officials knowing Epstein wasn't meant to be left alone in his cell and leaving him alone in his cell anyway. Epstein's cellmate being transferred out of their shared space the day before Epstein's death. And this guy was a cop who was busted. I forget what he's busted. He's, he's a big, I mean, he's a, I mean, he's a big old hoss is what he is. Um, killed a man and um, taken out. And Epstein signing a will two days before his death. Isn't that interesting? Signing the will. And that will was to keep those who were suing him, these young girls who were suing him over his use of them or abuse of them, I should say from getting any money, two days before his death. Unexplained injuries on Epstein's wrists and shoulder reported by his family after the autopsy, and a forensic expert who examined Epstein's body claiming that his injuries were more consistent with homicide than suicide. And yet, the AP reports, the Attorney General also sought to dampen conspiracy theories by people who have questioned whether Epstein really took his own life, saying the evidence proved Epstein killed himself. This is this same Bill Barr. This deep state swamp creature that Donald Trump said he was going to rid D.C. of, but he puts him in place. Are you getting the picture here? This is just Bill Barr. I could talk about John Bolton. I could talk about um, Betsy DeVos. I can talk about Mike Pence. I know everybody thinks Mike Pence is this real high moral guy. Yeah, go look at his record. I could talk about all these people. We're just talking about Bill Barr, the guy who says that Obama and Biden don't need to be investigated in all of this, this uh, Russiagate thing. Are you kidding me? As long as I'm the Attorney General, we're not going to use the DOJ as a political weapon. Meanwhile, uh, states, if you'll impose uh, red flag laws, we'll give you money. Meanwhile, I support asset forfeiture. Forget the Fifth Amendment. Take the people's stuff first. Then we'll see if we get them guilty. Same Bill Barr, this guy. I think FBI snipers who shot an unarmed woman running with a baby into her house, who was not a threat to anyone, shooting her in the head, that FBI sniper, he should get immunity. And so were the, so the rest of the FBI who were in there on those people's property over something that shouldn't have even been an issue, a sawed-off shotgun. It shouldn't be an issue. It really shouldn't, people. There's no crime in that. There really isn't. It's only a crime because the state says so, not because God says so. And God is the lawgiver. And where the men depart from the lawgiver, they become tyrants, a law unto themselves. Okay? They become a law unto themselves. Let me give you a few other things. 
and I'm going to hit some of the stuff of what this DOJ is about. And you say, well, this is the DOJ. This isn't Trump, Tim. Trump is the guy who nominated the guy who put him, who, who is in this office. I, it's, it's beyond me. The people who want to claim plausible deniability because it's not Trump. It's an extension of Trump. Well, Tim, he doesn't know this. These people are working against him. Okay, well, then he's maybe not as smart as you and I think he is. He's really a doofus. Oh, now, which is it? Is he a doofus or is he a smart guy who knows exactly what he's doing? I'm going to say he knows exactly what he's doing. I don't think he's a doofus. I don't think, I think as we've covered in the previous show, where I showed you the banksters own him since the late 90s. They own him. My guess is, and I wanted to get into the thing. I'm going to pitch this out. This is sort of off the topic, but I want you to think about something. And this is really off the topic, but I'm beginning to wonder if there aren't ties here to Big Pharma, too. And then I'll get back to Bill Barr, okay? This is what I put forward as a question, just as a question, to people last night on Facebook Live. We've been told about the coronavirus. If you watch this show, if you listen to this show, you know the coronavirus, COVID-19, is a huge hoax. I'm not saying there's not a real disease. I'm not saying there's not a real virus. I'm saying everything that springs from that, from the tyranny that we've seen in lockdowns, which, by the way, um, a judge ruled in Oregon that Kate Brown, that conniving little criminal that she is, yeah, she was the lady. We've got the text and we've got the emails and all of that, where she was involved with the White House in setting up for the murder of Lavoy Finnegan back in 2016, I think it was. January 26th, because it's my birthday. I remember when it happened. I was getting on a plane out of Denver, coming back to Charlotte. And I was given the news that that had happened earlier in the day. I've been sitting in the airport for like 10 hours. And I was given the news. I remember that. And then we got the, the emails and the text from Kate Brown and all her little minions around her. This lady's a criminal. And they said... Her lockdown orders are null and void. But here's the thing I I wanted to point out to you, just as a side note. The president has pushed hydroxychloroquine. Do you remember that? And I told you, go do your research and see what the side effects of this stuff is. Now, I know they've been using it for years, so their R&D is more than paid for on that. They've been using it with some success over malaria patients. I'm not denying that. We've had some people who've been in the chat room who've said, hey, yeah, um... We uh, see this, and and not only do we see it, some guys have been using it for 11 years. Now, I don't know if that means it's working or, or, I I don't understand it. you got to have a prescription to use it. We had the report out that Donald Trump tested negative for coronavirus COVID-19, right? And yet we have, what, a day or two ago, him coming out and saying, I use hydro- hydroxychloroquine every day in zinc. Now, there's nothing wrong with using zinc. That's a mineral that our body needs. Nothing wrong with that. I'm not going to. But why does a man who doesn't have it, malaria, he doesn't have coronavirus, he doesn't have COVID 19, why is he taking a prescription drug for that? Oh, was well, to keep it away, Tim. Yeah, an apple a day keeps the doctor away, is what I was told, not hydroxychloroquine. I, just a food for thought here. 
I just wonder, why would you take a prescription drug for something you don't have? Is it to sell Big Pharma to you? Because I'm going to tell you it will. And a friend told me, well, there's only $10 for the, the stuff, and then you have to keep you know, re-upping it. you got to get a prescription and this and the other. But $10 times, I don't know, let's take less than half of the population, $150 million. You know what that equals? $1.5 billion per prescription. Now, let's say each person gets five of them. <laughs> you start doing the numbers. It's a lot of money, folks. No R&D to pay for because it's already done. This has been out for decades. And I'm just simply saying, why is that an issue? Why is that put out? How do we even know that he's taking it? Because he said so? Well, he said things like, oh, let's just give a reminder here. He said things like, I'm going to get a special prosecutor. And then when he wins the White House, I mean, Within moments of the concession of Hillary Clinton, this is what he says I've to you. I just received a call from Secretary Clinton. She congratulated us, it's about us, on our victory. And I congratulated her and her family on a very, very hard-fought campaign. Now watch the velvet glove and the iron fist coming. Here it comes. Hillary has worked very long and very hard over a long period of time, and we owe her a major debt of gratitude for her service. Say what? Say what? Wait, 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 wait. wait. So you got the idea. I'm just reminding you I'm reminding you because people have a short attention span. They forget little things like this. Were those of you who voted for Donald Trump because you wanted Hillary in prison, you wanted her prosecuted, immediately after winning, he tells you, you owe crooked Hillary, guilty as Hillary, that's that's his words, not mine, and I do believe she's guilty. You owe her a debt of gratitude for the service to our country. That's what you owe her. Folks, this isn't me hating on Trump. This is Trump. And and, and let me put it this way. Trump and Bill Barr, same deal. Why are you attacking them? Why do you hate them? It's not that if you haven't got it. It is them hating the American Constitution. It is them hating the American people. It is them attacking you and me. Did you get that? When they violate the law, when they let criminals walk loose, when they cover up with, quote-unquote, screw-ups, Bill Barr is out of his mind if he thinks for one minute that Jeffrey Epstein killed himself. He's just a buffoon. He shouldn't be in office if he thinks that. Then we get the idea, and this comes from... um, the Center for Self-Governance, this comes from Tony Perkins um, and the uh, FRC senior staff, okay? Family Research Council. Remember those guys? They were attacked down there um, with the guy who wanted to rub Chick-fil-A sandwiches in their faces and stuff like that. It shot a security guard and all this stuff, okay? Here's what he says. He wants to give a pass to the states. William Barr does. 
In a memo, in a memo earlier this week, the nation's look, and I we post some people that we necess, don't necessarily agree with. I mean, we we do, but they're a, a large measure they're on our side. You know, here's the way I look at it. I don't cast off other brothers and sisters in Christ because they have a different eschatology than I do. I don't cast them off because they may be more charismatic than I am. I don't cast them off because they may interpret one text a little different than I do. I don't do that. Why don't I do that? I Because I don't think, one, God saves us according to our understanding. I don't think he does that. I, say, I think he saves us according to our repentance, our faith. And those, both of those things he gives us anyway. So what he requires, he gives. He's able to give to people. It's not hard to understand. Jesus didn't die for the whole world as in every single person, folks. Because if he did, all the people in hell would have been taken out of hell. He didn't do that. What he did was he died to save his people. The ones he came to die for, to pay a ransom for. I don't know who all those people are, so I tell every creature. I'm not biased in that, in that, um, in that sense. And so here's Tony Perkins and his staff. He says, in a memo earlier this week, and then I'm going to get to the, the one that's the real, the real kicker with Bill Barr. In a memo earlier this week, the nation's chief law enforcer, no, the law, nation's chief law enforcer is the president. It's not the attorney general. The attorney general isn't even mentioned in the Constitution. It is the president who is the chief law enforcer. I, I wish people would get this right. But he's not right in saying that. That he's handpicked two attorneys to keep an eye on the states. He can keep an eye on the states, but he can't keep an eye on Jeffrey Epstein. I want you just to think about that just for a moment. <laughs> keep an eye on the states, and if necessary, take action to correct it. One of them, Eric Dreben, hope I didn't murder his name there. Um, it wasn't my intention. The Assistant Attorney General for Civil Rights already has plenty of practice where religious liberty is concerned. Stepping in to defend churches who were unfairly singled out for harsher gathering protocol. Chances are he'll have even more opportunities to weigh in as congregations in Kentucky, Washington State, and Mississippi fight for the right to worship in CDC compliant ways. CD, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, so let me, let me get this straight. The right to worship in CDC compliant ways? When did the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, who he bore out of his side, you know, the spear in his side, the nails in his hand, the nails in his feet, the crown of thorns, the mockery, the shame that he bore on the cross, he gave birth to the New Testament church. I believe the church has always existed. Read Acts chapter 7. Stephen says it existed in the wilderness. And you people who have a problem distinguishing that, you need to really read your Bible. In the original language. You need to go and dig into that. Ecclesia. It's in the Septuagint, which is the Hebrew version of the Old Testament. For the assembly. The church has always been existing. It didn't start in the New Testament. Jesus gave birth to the church. Jesus is its protector. Jesus is its defender. Jesus is the rock that we are the, the refuge that we run into. He is the rock. He's the foundation of the church, not the state, not the CDC. What the heck is he talking about here? What is he talking about? And this is what I'm trying to get as far as people trying to cover for this stuff. 
Do you see the subtlety of the devil? If you worship in CDC-compliant ways, then you have the right to worship. What's any different than that and communist China, who we're being told to focus on instead of the, the criminal tyrants in our own D.C. area here? What's the difference here? Because China says you need to register with the state to be a church that's um, received by the state. What's any different? CDC isn't even part of our government, but yet our government, these criminal politicians, including the current president, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, I'll call out the Democrats as well. as This isn't just even about Trump. This is about all of them except for the few who refuse to go sign on with that. Take your money, your money, your children's money, your grandchildren's money, and put it on your back as debt to attack you if you worship in CDC-compliant ways. It, what business does the federal government have in determining how you worship as Christians? Let me let me put that caveat in there. Because I do think there's a tie to Christianity in the First Amendment. It's not to any other religion. It's to Christianity. Go back and read Joseph's story on that. I, I'm just saying, folks, stop and think about what you're being told. Now, does Tim Brown get everything right? No. Sometimes it takes me a week or two, maybe a month or something before I get something. Sometimes I've went with whatever comes out of the news to say, okay, this is going on, and then later I come back, and as I'm reading the stuff, I'm like, okay, something doesn't make sense here. I don't know what's a false flag and what's not until I have time to sort of look at things. Some people can pick it up just like that. Good for them. I'm glad they're out there. Let me give you a couple of other examples because we're coming up on the end of the show. I'm hoping I don't have to go over any time today. This same Bill Barr who said Obama and Biden probably won't be have a criminal probe against them, which we know is just utter garbage because we've seen the documentation. We know who knows what. We've seen it over the past couple of years. Come on, people. And you and you, Q followers, you really think this guy and Durham are going to be the guys who bring down the cabal? <laughs> okay. I think you have been watching too much hope porn. That's what I think you've been watching. You haven't been reading enough of your Bible to know how God deals with rebellious people. He doesn't save them out of that. He lets their own sin engulf them. Read Romans 1. He lets their own sin engulf them. That's part of God's judgment. You don't think that's rampant in this country? We are far from being a Christian nation, even though that was our foundation, contrary to Barack Obama. Let me give you a couple of these other things. These are things that I wrote, um, at least one of them, before Bill Barr became, or when he right when he was nominated to become Attorney General. And again, this sounds very reminiscent of Donald Trump before he became president. 
William Barr served previously as Attorney General under President George H.W. Bush, Mr. New World Ordered himself, who's now gone to his reward, and he's getting his just punishment. He is. There's no doubt this guy was not a Christian. If I had my say about it, he was an occultist. He was a statist. He wasn't a Christian. And while hearings for the position took place in 1991, Barr said, on the assault weapon front, the proposal before us is the the Consini Amendment, and I think, quote, I would support both the Brady Bill, waiting period, and de Consini Semi-Automatic Ban Amendment, provided that they uh, they were parts of a broader and more comprehensive crime bill that included very tough provisions on the use of pro- firearms in crimes and illegal purchases and trading in firearms. Where is that in the Second Amendment? And I can see we're going to we're going to stay over about ten or, t- or fifteen minutes after the show if you want to hang with us, okay? Because I I I've got another thing, at least one more thing I want to hit on in this in this episode, and I can do that because I'm controlling it. I'm which I'm happy to do. But <clears throat> where is that in the Second Amendment? Okay? Now, there's a the, you can watch this at sun, uh, excuse me, gunsinthenews.com, and there's a video here. You can see it. This is where he's being examined. Okay? 1991. Three hours and 16 minutes, actually, if you want to watch through that. But the point is, I'm trying, I give people where they can go do their own homework. It's not just what I say. Go listen to it for yourself. Go see it for yourself. Forget NewsGuard. Forget Facebook. Forget Twitter or Google or whoever's trying to censor the truth. Go and see it for yourself. I've got it right here. And where does Barr get his authority for such of these things that he's saying? It isn't in the Constitution. He has to usurp that authority. And that's what guys like him and other guys have done before. Real quickly, before the music comes up, I'm going to read you a portion of this. If we have to cut off, then we'll finish it on the other side, okay? If you guys want to hang with me, that's great. I appreciate your support. I really do. The executive director of Guns, Gun Owners of America, Eric Pratt, we've interviewed him a couple of times, his father as well. I wouldn't be surprised if during the hearings, Barr defends his past support for gun control by reiterating what he said in 1991. This is when he was nominated. Uh, Eric is saying this. That is, he supported firearm restrictions as part of a grand bargain to get several tough on-crime provisions. Ends justify the means. This is a Linsky tactic. This is what Barr is engaged in here. This is part of the problem that we get into when we get political rather than staying with the truth. All right, guys, Red State Talk Radio, you can pick us up on YouTube. You can pick us up on Facebook, my Twitter account, dlive.tv, and a number of other places. 23 hours. Hopefully, hopefully, we're going to have Lynn Taylor with us, Rotten of the Court, Wednesday on Thursday. See ya. All right, we've got music going back up. (laughs) I love how this thing is. I turned the repeat off, and I still have it. All right, real quickly, because I don't want to keep you guys long. I've been doing that a couple of days. It, you know, I realize it extends things, but there's just a lot here, and I've been talking for an hour. Okay, here's what Eric Pratt has to say. He says that excuse is not going to fly with the pro gun community. Because our rights are protected by the Constitution. They're not given by the Constitution. They're protected by it. They're given by God. And they can't be bargained away or negotiated. I agree. Let's get on with that, um, Eric, because I like Eric. Let's get on with that about those machine guns, too, by the way. 
Let's go ahead and be very upfront about machine guns. They're not to be regulated or restricted by the federal government either, or any government. Okay? They're not to be restricted. They're a right given to us by God. We didn't give any authority to the Congress or to the president to be engaged in those kinds of pretended legislation. He goes on. Barr might also say his support for gun control was pre-Heller. You know, the Heller uh, thing where Ted Cruz, Mr. Constitution, who wanted to run for president even though he wasn't constitutionally eligible, (laughs) born in Canada, we don't have any documentation that he filled out the the documents um, to be considered a citizen. In fact, the people even question whether he ought to be in the Senate because he's supposed to be a citizen. Okay? And I went to it. Look, I'll just tell you right off the bat, not to get off on a, a rabbit trail. I went to a Ted Cruz rally here in South Carolina. A friend of mine said, hey, you want to go do this? Because you're talking about Ted Cruz isn't a natural born citizen. I said, sure, we'll go. It was the eeriest thing. I'm just telling you what. It was the eeriest thing I've ever been in. Or close to it. Not Maybe not the eeriest thing. I've, I can think of some other things. But it was very eerie. The people in the crowd began to quote Second Chronicles about, you know, repent and God would heal their land and all. They began to do it almost like automatons. And I think, if I remember correctly, the dude from Duck Dynasty, what's the patriarch there? I've got the series. I like Duck Dynasty. I'm not picking on Duck Dynasty. But uh, Phil, what's his last name? See, this is what happens when you do get old. I guess I am a senior citizen. I don't know. Not to pick on senior citizens. I just, my mind just goes sometimes. Phil from Duck Dynasty, he was there. He read, and he pushed Ted Cruz. And Ted Cruz gets up and talks, and it's this dry... Robertson, thank you very much, June. It's this dry communication, no spirit in it at all. And I just, I walked away from that. People were just fawning over this guy. And I just go, what is wrong with people? It reminds me of when I used to go to the big rock concerts and people were just, you know, throwing their clothes at the rock stars and, Yo, oh, I want to get my picture taken with him. That's what was going on to this place. This is supposed to be conservatives. Some self-control here. None of that was going on. The, the, Ted Cruz was the guy who pitched Heller, and he won the case. Good for him, he won it. He didn't go far enough, but he did win the case. Okay? Barr might also say, his support, this is what Eric Pratt says from Gun Owners of Mary, say his support for gun control was pre-Heller as if that really makes a difference. I agree. It doesn't make a difference. If that is Barr's excuse, then that just means Barr believes that outlawing a large category of firearms is okie-dokie if it's all right with the Supreme Court. <laughs> if it's all right with the Supreme Court. Either way, these excuses won't fly. Look, I realize someone's views can change in 20 plus years, and they can. I'm not denying that. They can. My views on certain things have changed over a period of 25 years or better. Better than 25 years. Criminologists like Dr. Gary Kleck have changed their views on gun control. So have judges like Sanford Levinson, law enforcement such as Officer John Cordillo, and Pinellas County Sheriff Bob Boy, I'm just giving a whole bunch of names here. Gulatiri. I hope I don't 
pronounce it wrong. Legislators like Representative Ron Silver, media executives such as NPR CEO Ken Stern. In other words, there are lots of people who eventually wise up and see the light, and that's a good thing. As for Barr, we don't have any recent statements from him on gun control, pro or con. But unless Barr can publicly renounce his previous views on gun control and publicly oppose the positions advocated by his boss-to-be, which was, well, I guess this would be Donald Trump, by taking a firm and unequivocal stand against red flag gun confiscation orders, which Donald Trump supports. And I know you – look, let me, let me just get on that. There, and, and Eric calls for the rejection. Good for Eric. Good for gun owners of America. Good for you guys. That's the right call. Nobody listened. Nobody listened. Nobody listened when Bill Barr was the one calling for immunity for FBI snipers and people on private land over something that shouldn't have even been considered unlawful. Sawing off a couple of shotguns for a couple of guys and shooting an unarmed woman with a baby in her arms in the head who is no threat to them. He called for their immunity. This guy who's your attorney general, my attorney general in this country, this swamp creature. Oh, that's right. Donald Trump, is he's winning, isn't he? Yes, he is. But winning what? Winning what, people? The war against you. The war against you. And he's just told you, I'm not going to be looking into Obama or Biden in this mess about Russia. Despite the fact that the Obama administration was engaged in clear and unethical giving away of plutonium, excuse me, uranium, to the Russians, among whom the deliverer was none other than Robert Mueller on a tarmac. Does that sound familiar? We are told, again, this comes from Guns in the News, that uh, Bill Barr is going to take down the deep state. He's one, oh, Durham and Bill Barr and Donald Trump, they're going to take down the deep state, the cabal. Look, I've watched the thing. You guys have probably seen it on my stuff here, um, in my uh, in my tool uh, bookmark bar, bar or whatever it is, this there. You've seen it. I've watched Follow the Cabal. There's a lot of good information there. And I think it's stuff people ought to really understand. But if you understand that, then you would understand how you're being played right now. You would understand it. But what people do is they go, oh, go Trump. Trump 2020? I'd rather have Trump than, than Biden. Not that I'm saying either one of them is better than the other. I'd call them dog bowls. You've already heard me say it. I've been very upfront about it. I'm not running for political office. I'm not making any money. You want to see my bank account? Happy to show it to you. Ain't no George Soros payments coming in here. I can barely get the computer parts to fix my computer. Don't you think I'd have a better presentation if I had that kind of money? Come on, people. I get people who say that, though. You, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. It's the guys who have that crisp, clean look. Sometimes that you might want to question. Not all the time. You might want to ask where they're getting their money. Anyway, point is, is this. Again, he stated during his confirmation hearing, okay, 
we need to push and here's the um let me just uh if it'll play let me let me see if it'll play a piecemeal a little bit right now we need to really get some energy behind it and get it done and i also think we need to uh, push along the the ERPOs uh, so that we have these red flag laws uh, to to uh, supplement uh, the use of the background check to find out if someone has some mental <laughs> disturbance. This is the single most important thing I think we can do uh, in in the gun control area to uh, stop these massacres from happening in the first place. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah. We we need red flag laws. In August, we need to do these other things. But what in the world is she doing? Okay. Uh, yeah, Diane Feinstein was going to move on with something for about seven minutes. We all know where she's at. Um, she is a criminal. I mean, where did the where did the study go? When we're going to talk about China. Why isn't Diane Fein, Feinstein uh, being investigated? For two decade old driver who was also part of her campaign, who was also part of her office. Found out to be a Chinese spy. Why aren't we having an investigation of her? Why, why isn't that going on? Another side note, just stuff that comes up in the midst of this. Here's Bill Barr saying, we need red flag laws. And we need background checks. Well, Bill, if you brought justice, dude, if you actually brought some justice, you would need background checks. You know why? Because every violent criminal who's engaged in kidnapping, murder, rape, um, if they're engaged in sodomy, if they're engaged in, gosh, I can't even think of the things. There's about 12 of them that are capital crimes. They would be taking dirt naps right now. We would be looking at their headstones, not feeding, not having our property held hostage for taxes to pay for their upkeep for the rest of their life. How about dealing some justice, man? How about being a real prosecutor? How about being a real attorney general and bringing some justice? But you don't do that, do you? Nope, you don't do that. You cover up for the criminals. That's what you do. You cover up for them. You said, Tim, what, what gets you so worked up? Well, you know what the Sons of Liberty, the things that we believe in are both found in the Constitution and the Bible. Now, here's the thing. Let me say it before I go through what Scripture says about this, and then I'm going to close out. If you want justice... You would rather have mercy, to be honest. I agree with that. And the law and its just punishments are to drive people to Christ. I mean, that's what Paul says. The law is a taskmaster to, to lead us to Christ. It's to drive us to him for mercy. But I don't see no people begging for mercy. I don't see, you know, I'm told Democrats are scared. They're scrambling. They're doing this. Oh, Hillary Clinton's scared. And then we get the stupid reports that they've been executed in Guantanamo. These liars without any evidence at all, are telling you this stuff. That's hope porn. That's what it is. Okay? Let me tell you what the Bible says about it. Ecclesiastes 3.17. I said to myself, God will bring into judgment both the righteous and the wicked. Did you get that? It's reminiscent of what Paul says, that we all must stand before the judgment seat of Christ and give an account of the things done in the body, whether good or bad. Now, we have the blood of Christ that covers our sin. No question about it. We've got to give an account for it. For there will be a time for every activity, a time to judge every deed. God says, or the writer of Hebrews says in uh, chapter 10, verse 30, the Lord will judge his people. And it is mine to avenge, I will repay. 
Hosea 12.6. You know, that's the whole story about Israel who had run off and played the harlot. It was called spiritual adultery. And Hosea is a picture of God taking care of his adulterous wife. Even though she's abandoned him, even though she's found other lovers, Hosea is commanded, you basically be me in this situation and show how I love my wife, despite her unfaithfulness. Listen to what he says, Hosea 12.6. But you must return to your God. Now, how do you do that? Maintain love and justice and wait for your God always. Uh, Folks, this is not hard to understand. There are a number of things. Justice surrounds the throne of God because he is just. He doesn't sleep. His eye sees all these. He's a very long-suffering and a patient judge, but he is a just judge. Jesus commands in the New Testament, uh, verse 38. Uh, of Matthew chapter 5, 38 and 39. He says, You have heard it was said, eye for an eye and tooth for tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek. Now look, I agree with that. But what's the eye for eye, tooth for tooth about? And listen to what he's saying. They had so perverted it that they thought, well, justice is just within my grip. And if somebody uh, hurts me in a certain way, I get to hurt them back. That's not what he's telling them something completely different. They had so twisted what the law of God was. This was an issue of administering justice, not of vengeance. The Bible says, Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. You, you see the difference? You go, Well, how can you support the Second Amendment? You want to you kill somebody who's coming? Wait a minute. There's a difference in protecting life and what's going on here. Get the context, people. Get the context of what's going on. He's not talking about if somebody's coming in to kill you, your family, rape you know the women in your house, and do all this. He's not talking about that. He's already given law for that. In fact, he talks about the person who breaks in during the day. If they're not a threat to you, you can stop them, but you can't kill them. Unless, obviously, they're trying to kill you or somebody in your family or do them harm. But if they come in at night, well, the blood's on their head. That's what it is. Amos 5.24 says, But let justice roll on like a river, righteousness like a never-failing stream. Psalm 37, verses 27 to 29. Turn from evil and do good, that you will dwell in the land forever. For the Lord loves the just and will not forsake his faithful ones. Wrongdoers will be completely destroyed. The offspring of the wicked will perish. Let me tell you something, Bill Barr. You're not bringing justice, which means you're bringing something else this is a warning to you to repent. You're a, you're a minister, you're in a place of a minister of God. President Trump, you're in a place of a minister of God. Why are you not holding your your attorney general to account for bringing justice? Cuz I don't think Don Donald may be using it politically, and I'm not de- denying that he is. But the fact of the matter is, both of these guys are ministers of God in the positions they're in. They should be bringing justice because they're ministers of God. Romans 13 is very clear. It's very clear that they are ministers of God to punish evildoers, not those who do good. These red flag laws, they they entrap good people in the midst of bad people. They're a violation of more than half of the Bill of Rights. And this guy just sit here and told you that, that he supports it. And we had constitutional attorney Edwin Vieira on, who said that's exactly what they're doing. 
And you go, well, well, I've heard my friends. They said, well, Trump has backed off on that. No, he hasn't. He backed off of supporting Lindsey Graham's red flag laws federally, which are unconstitutional. And Lindsey Graham ought to have his butt thrown out, too. And then he ought to be prosecuted as well for his crimes against the people in my state. But he's remained silent as 19 states have implemented red flag laws and his DOJ wants to give other states money to implement red flag laws. Your money. It's not their money. It's printed out of thin air, but you're getting the one, you're getting the bill for it, people. You're the one getting the bill for it. You're extorted for it <laughs> through your taxes. You're going to go to jail if you don't pay those taxes, and we're going to use those taxes to implement unconstitutional gun confiscation. I mean, that's what's going on. Barack Obama wasn't even smart enough to figure that out. He just went at it headlong. Well, Trump can just throw it out as an idea, back up from it, and then let other governors and such sign legislation to infringe on your rights unconstitutionally and not do anything about it. He's just as complicit in it. All of them have a duty to uphold the Constitution, and they aren't doing it, to protect your rights that were given to you by the Creator. There are some other things. Micah 6.8 He has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? Listen, listen very carefully. To act justly at every level of your life, whether you're a little guy like me, redneck in South Carolina, out and, you know, doing what I do, or whether you're a judge, or whether you're an attorney general, or whether you're a president, or whether you're a representative, you're to act justly. That means you're to be lawful. And you're to love mercy. When somebody violates the law, you're willing to extend mercy to that person if they're repentant, if they're truly repentant. Was David not extended mercy even though the law demanded that he should die for his adultery and for setting up a guy to be killed who was, who was honorable and who was faithful to him? Yes, and to walk humbly with your God. What is walking humbly? Some people say, well, you're full of pride in this. Maybe I am. Maybe there's some sin there that I need to deal with. I'm I'm not going to deny that. But simply pointing to the law and saying what is lawful and lawless is not pride. It's just a fact of the matter. Isaiah 61, 8 through 9. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. When red flag laws come into place, they're taking your property. You can think of it as taking guns. They're taking your property. Something that you took your life, a portion of your life, you worked for, you obtained money, and you bought a piece of equipment, a tool called a gun. And they want to come take it for you, from you when you haven't even committed a crime. You haven't committed a crime. Now they're getting this mental health thing. That's right out of Nazi Germany, just like the other stuff that we talked about. Do you really want this government determining who's mentally fit and who isn't? They might turn that on you, by the way. You start praying to an invisible God, they might say, oh, this guy's a little weird. He's a little crazy. We need to take his guns. Okay? I'm just, I'm just saying. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. And in my faithfulness, I will reward my people and make an everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants will be known among the nations and their offspring among the peoples. All who see them will acknowledge that they are a people the Lord has blessed. I want to ask you something. Is God true or is he a liar? You people who have the doom and gloom, last day's madness crap. Get off of that. 
God is our defender. He's the one who goes before us. The reason you're in the doom and gloom crowd is not because of what you see in Scripture. Because I can tell you, when you go to Scripture and you see that and you see it in this context, you'll see the stuff has gone away, except for the judgments. And you, if you're seeing the judgments here, that's a part of dealing with America. God's still working in other areas of the world. He really is. He's bringing a people into himself from every tribe, tongue, people, and nation. Jesus is still on the throne, 1 Corinthians 15, subduing all his enemies until the end. That's what he's doing. Now, if you believe that, act like it. Quit talking like the world. Quit talking like those who have no hope. And start acting like you do have hope. And it isn't just to go to heaven. Yes, we want to go to heaven, be in presence of the Lord always. But even as Paul said, it's it's good that I stay with you too. There's goodness in being here too. Sometimes it feels like because we see God's judgment coming through letting man go in his sin, that it's a bad thing we want out. I know sometimes I have those feelings. I do. But feelings don't drive us. In fact, feelings oftentimes get us into trouble and they cause us to sin. God says to love him with all our heart, our soul, our mind, and our strength. Not our, feel, uh, our feelings obviously flow from that. Don't get me wrong. But if we're doing that, our feelings is, are, are sort of secondary as to what goes on. Isaiah 117, we'll give you a couple of these more and I'm going to close out. Learn to do right, seek justice, defend the oppressed, take up the cause of the fatherless, plead the case of the widow. Mm-hmm. Boy, that could be applied right now, couldn't it? Psalm 106.3, blessed are those who act justly, who always do what is right. Zechariah 7.9, this is what the Lord Almighty said, administer true justice, show mercy and compassion to one another. True justice. Let me ask you, is the prison system justice? Who's paying for that? You are. Why should you be paying for the upkeep of criminals when the Bible says that if they committed an actual crime, a capital crime, they should give be given a dirt nap. They should be given a rock party, however you want to say it. That's what they should be given. You shouldn't bear the brunt of keeping them up. Oh, but Tim, we love them. We are in the New Testament. I've heard people say this nonsense. And what if they become a Christian? Okay, if they become a Christian, are you going to release them? Well, no, they have to pay a debt to society. Well, where does the Bible talk about any of that? If they killed somebody, the justice is life for life. They owe that person. They owe God for taking that person's life because God gave them that life. They don't owe society squat. And yet we're told society owes them an upkeep for the rest of their life. How twisted is that? I've had conversations with professed Christians who talk like that. They want to keep the, the, the Christian, their brother and sister, in jail, even though they've repented, and they don't want to give them the death penalty. And it's, it's like, it's so bizarre. It's inconsistent. And this is the problem with what, I, what is termed as dispensationalism. A couple more, and then I'm going to close it out. Deuteronomy 16.20. Follow justice and justice alone, so that you may live and possess the land the Lord your God is giving you. The righteous care about justice, Proverbs 29, 7, for the poor, but the wicked have no such concern. Leviticus nineteen fifteen. do not pervert justice. Do not show partiality to the poor or favoritism to the great, but judge your neighbor fairly. Psalm 33, 5, the Lord loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of his unfailing love. See, love is not separated from justice. 
or righteousness. Isaiah 51, 4, 5, 4 through 5. Listen to me, my people. Hear me, my nation. Instruction will go out from me. My justice will become a light to the nations. You say, well, this is all about Old Testament. He's talking about what's coming out in the new. It'll be a light to the nations. My righteousness draws near speedily. My, uh, speedily. my salvation is on the way, and my arm will bring justice to the nations. Not Israel alone, to the nations. Justice. The islands will look to me and wait and hope for my arm. Now, if you're a person who wants to say, oh, Old Testament, quit quoting Old Testament. That's done away with. That's the whole covenant. (laughs) The Apostle Paul said, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. It's profitable. Okay? It's profitable. What was the scripture at the time when he wrote that? It's all the Old Testament. All of it. All those verses that I just quoted to you, all from, except for one or two, were all from the Old Testament. And God said he was going to bring his justice to the nations. Do you believe that or do you not believe that? Oh, we're going to hell in a handbag, Tim. You just don't know Bill Gates is too powerful. The New World is too powerful. The Cabal is too powerful. Not for my God. Not for my God. My daddy can do whatever he wants in the world. And you know what he chooses to do oftentimes? Use people like you and me to bring about justice. But first, we got to put him first. Otherwise, he has said he's going to leave us to these things. You don't obey me, here's comes the curses. Deuteronomy 28. You do, here's the blessings. Deuteronomy 28. And... This is the issue that we're up against, folks. If you're one of those people expecting this administration to bring about justice, I've just told you who the guy is, who they have in charge. So he's the scapegoat. President Donnie is going to tell you, oh, I want to see justice. Oh, you know, Hillary needs to be brought to justice. She's guilty. Joe Biden's guilty. You know, his son's guilty. We all know they're guilty. We've already seen the documentation, and we haven't even done an investigation. We see the documentation where they're guilty. And the guy who's in charge of bringing that justice that Donald Trump put in place, right? Mr. Um, whatever the show he was on. The guy who hires and fires. The Apprentice. Thank you. That guy has put in office as Attorney General a guy who says, don't think we're going to have any probes, criminal probes into Obama and Joe Biden concerning Russiagate. Really? Don't think that went on. You don't think they had a hand in it. How blind do you have to be to continue to support this kind of stuff without calling it out? Just saying. How blind do you have to be in that? Well, we don't have the Durham report. Okay, let the Durham report come out. And I'm telling you right now, if anybody gets justice, it's going to be some low-level fish swimming in the sea of all of these other people. I'm just telling you right now, you can mark it down. That's it, because it's part of God's judgment. That They're going to leave off justice. And as Bradley says, justice guards our liberty. You're going to lose your liberty, America. You're going to lose it. You're going to die defending it. It's one or the other. But don't expect to keep it while you support this kind of criminality. And it is criminal. I just don't know any other way to say it. So with that, I appreciate you guys staying with me. I know we went over long. I only meant 10 minutes, and 
the preacher in me sometimes gets going with some of these other things. But the point is, is this. God has said one thing. The Constitution has said one thing. And this administration, like administrations before, I'm not just picking on the trunk, like administrations before, promise you liberty while they are slaves of corruption, as the Scripture says. They're false teachers. They're false prophets. They're telling you, they're promising you the world. We're going to have a great America. We're going to make America great again. We're going to do all this stuff. And then what happens? Yes, Trump did say it needed to be investigated. No question about it, uh, uh, Joe. There's no question that he said that. I'm not denying that. The problem that I'm having is the actions of his administration when it comes to these kinds of things. Not looking at what they say as much as I look at what they do. James 2, I've reiterated that time and time again. It's not what you say so much. It's what you do. And where it comes to bringing justice, this administration is failing miserably. It really is. Oh, well, James Comey got fired. That's not justice. Well, Andrew McCabe stepped down. That's not justice. CEOs are stepping down all over the place. That's not justice. It's not justice. And so there is the issue. Again, I'm not beating up on people. I appreciate people's support in the chat room. I really do. I really do. And some people are catching on. I see that. I'm very thankful for that. I'm not saying go do harm to any of these people. That's not what I'm saying at all. When I talk about bringing justice even upon people like Bill Barr, I'm saying there's a process for that. Even the Bible sets it up. Two or three witnesses. You don't just go out and grab a guy and string him. You don't do any of that stuff. I reject people who go and do that. But what I am saying is there's enough evidence to know that this is aiding and abetting the criminals in our country by not doing what you're supposed to do. It's aiding and abetting them. And how many of you guys, if this was Barack Obama doing it, you would be calling for all of those things. You would be calling for justice to be administered. But it's not Barack Obama. It's a guy with a Republican jersey on. And he's told you he's there to drain the swamp. I understand how easily it is to get caught up in that. But what's the fruit so far? Oh, we had a good economy. We're going to talk about that. Victor and I, uh, he and his wife are doing well. For those who look for him on Tuesday, they're doing much better. Um, and we're going to set up to do a pre-record. And I said, Victor, I want to talk about this issue of economy. Because we're all, we've been told this is the greatest economy in history. It is a fake. It is a farce. It is a lie. It has been a lie. You can't keep going trillions of dollars in debt and call it a good economy. You can make more money. You can have a job and this, that, and the other. But the debt that's on your back and your children's back is killing whatever you make. And we're going to talk about that soon. All right, you guys have a great day. I've talked too long. I appreciate your patience with me. And um, you guys have a great day. Tomorrow, Lynn Taylor, Common Core Diva, Rotten to the Core Wednesday on Thursday. And at least if everything works good (laughs) with the new computer uh, stuff coming in today. Uh, We'll see you then. All right, you guys, take care.